Welcome back to the 107 Ministries podcast. Today we have a special episode for you. I recently sat down with my good friend Marcus Walker. Marcus is a police officer and new to the job. He's been on about a year. So we sat down to talk about how he's adjusting to life in law enforcement, uh, his faith, and how his faith really impacts how he does the job. So I hope that you enjoy our conversation. As always, be sure to check in with us on social media and check out our website, 10-7.org. That is T-E-N-S-E-V-E-N.org. And we hope you enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm really excited to welcome my good friend Marcus Walker to the podcast. Marcus, welcome to the show. Hey, thank, thanks for having me, Mike. Really excited that you're here. Um, and we're just going to have a conversation today about um, how Marcus deals with the different things that he sees as a police officer and how that interacts with his faith. So, Marcus, give us a bit of background on how you came to faith and, and what that's like for you. Well... <sighs> started I want to say around uh, 2016 ish um, you know I was wanting to I was kind of yearning to find you know a church home a church home and uh, you know just searching for guidance you know fresh out of high well fresh out of college at that point and you know just needed guidance so uh, it was around uh, big time uh, seeing um, I think it was around the Keith Lamont Scott around that time uh, when that had happened and I just felt super lost. Uh, so I reached out to uh, one of my buddies who's a basketball player with me who led me to uh, my now pastor Antoine um, and he just we just took off from there. Um, you know he helped me get saved and you know started me on a path that led me to where I am now. All right, cool. And uh, when did you, when and how, I should say, did you come into law enforcement? Um, when? Uh, this was probably about two years ago, uh, around, you know, um, when uh, George Floyd happened and uh, those difficult times with the riots and, and everything, the protest, um, I just felt like there was a need for change in my life and um, and what people needed to see on the streets. So I decided to get active and instead of complain about it, I joined. <laughs> Excellent, I always love to see somebody, you know, kind of uh, 
walk the walk instead of just talking the talk. And I'm sure you've seen it and I've seen, I've even said it to people when officers I've been hanging out with have gotten grief from someone on the street. I always try to respond with, well, Hey, the department's hiring. Yeah. Always. And normally that doesn't uh, get met with a very positive response, shall we say? (laughs) Uh, normally it'd be something said that, uh, I'd have to bleep out in, uh, in editing here, but, um, you know, it's, it is always cool to see somebody, um, you know, really try to live that out and, and, and be that change that they want to see. So kudos to you on that. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's awesome to see you take that step. Um, how do you feel like your adjustment from civilian to police officer is, has gone? I mean, is it is it what you thought it would be? Has it been different? Are there a lot of things that have surprised you? Uh, I would say it's an up and down battle. It's been an up and down battle the entire time throughout the academy and everything. Um it's, it's a mental, it's, it's a mindset that you have to develop. And it's completely different from what I've, I've been doing. Um, it's, and, and the education piece of it is also tough. Like, I was out of school for, what, seven years before I went back and <laughs> doing all this studying again. And, um, and now it's just like actually the applied part of it and applying everything that we've learned, um, everything I've been through has prepared me to do the job now um it may be different from other officers um which is completely fine with me because not every offer is officer is the same and that's that's good um but it's not what i expected um at first i thought it was going to be hard and then once you start getting used to it and realizing like you know you're just talking to people for most most of it (laughs) it's just having a conversation um but also seeing people in the worst times of their life is sometimes hard to deal with. Um, it's just working through different situations and treating each situation differently every time. And I think that's a, a really interesting point and a good point that I think for a lot of people, at least coming out of the academy, at least from what I've seen from rookies over the last seven eight years is that they want to approach every type of call the same so if it's a robbery call they try to approach it the same if it's a dv call they kind of take the same mindset to it but the more i'm i'm out in the field the more i see calls the more i see how important it is to be flexible and adaptable and i think that 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 really helps um, as you navigate or learn to navigate your career. Now, what have some of the, uh, bit of kind of getting personal here, but what are some of the harder things that you've learned to have to deal with as an officer? And, and you know, you and I have talked before about how for the average person, you'll have three or four really traumatic things happen in your lifetime and yet knowing the division where you work the area that you work um, that could be before you get a meal break yep um so how do you 
how have you learned to, to deal with that and not only compartmentalize that to go and do the job, but do you find yourself kind of taking that home with you or are you able to set that aside pretty well? Uh, let's see. For the, for the most part, I, I set it aside. Um, like I said, I, I, don't, I rarely take anything home. Um, if I need a debrief, we debrief right there at the job. You know, after that call, we would go talk about it. Or in the locker room, we're talking about it. We're debriefing right there. That's that's how we, you know, talk it down. I rarely try to bring anything home because um, I don't want that to mess up, you know, home life. Uh, we always keep it separate. Um, it's just different having to compartmentalize so much. Um, you know, dealing with everything that we deal with on the daily. Yeah, and that's, I think that that's really important. And you hit on the fact that you guys debrief after a lot of, you know, your more serious calls that require that. And that's something that I'm seeing within, you and I both work for the same department, though I don't want to identify that, but it is something that I'm seeing our department do a little bit better is that we're recognizing the need to say, okay, this has happened and we need to start processing through it and give, give officers, give dispatchers, give, you know, whoever happened to be on the scene that space to sit there and say, this is what we've done. Not only, you know, tactically or procedurally, this is what we've done right and wrong, but how are we processing through it and what are we doing right and wrong in that regard? So another thing that I've kind of wanted to hit on is how, how does your faith influence the way that you be as an officer? Like I said, um, approaching every call differently is, is very important. Um, the way I like to approach things is um, to, to go at each call with love. For each person, talking to them like they're human. Um, I like to think that, you know, that's what, that's what Christ would have done, is to, you know, go at, you know, extend love. Um, if it's a traumatizing situation, then you know, try to console the best I can because, um, I mean, it's not much we can do in that situation. Um, but it's just like treating them like people until there's a need not to. And that's that's a switch that, you know, sometimes we have to flip and that's the job. But to me, it's, it's just extending the hand, extending, you know, love and and treating them like people. And have you found that that really helps dealing with maybe more difficult people or at least people who are difficult initially? Do you find that that helps them de-escalate and, and maybe get a bit further in resolving a situation? Yeah, it helps a ton. Um, as a friend said the other day, uh, verbal judo. It's, you're talking to them. You're humanizing them instead of treating them like a thing or a piece of meat that's on the side of the street. 
you're you're actually treating them like they're somebody, and that's what that's what that's all people want. It's like to have a conversation with them, whether it goes good or bad. You know, you still have to do your job, and it, if they go to jail, that's that's what happens. But it's treating them like they're somebody, and actually explaining things to them because they're in a state of confusion of what's going on. So I, it it helps a great deal, um, and I'm that's something that I'm really trying to master at this point. Somebody once told me th that in dealing with people, and, and I, th I think for me it was they they said this when I was in seminary and working in a mental health hospital. But somebody reminded me that everybody just kind of wants to be heard, you know. Everybody wants to be listened to, um, and I'll, I'll take that a, a, a step further and say that everybody's got a story and it it's interesting to me how much that can calm a situation down if you give somebody just that time to kind of go through a bit of their story although of course we've both been on calls before where it's been like all right so what happened tonight well i was born back in <laughs> You know, and it's like, no, I said, what happened tonight? Not tonight, 45 years ago. Um, but I do think that that's, that's important. And I, I do think, too, I'm a firm believer that you can always find God doing something within someone's story. Yeah. And so that that's, that's interesting to me that, you know, as you and I talk, that you're talking about really taking the time to listen to somebody or hear, you know, kind of what they're trying to say. I do think that that can kind of help not only help them help you see what God's doing in the midst of a difficult call or a difficult situation, but it also can kind of sometimes, sometimes bring a bit of meaning to some of those more difficult cases that you you know, walk away from or you clear the call from and sit there and go, what in the world did I just witness? Right. So I, I do think that that's interesting. And I think that that's a really good quality and idea to take into a situation is just that idea of saying, let's see how this whole story is going, where my quote unquote victim fits in, where I fit in, you know, and it, it really is kind of at times somebody kind of inviting you into a bit of holy ground of their trauma. Yeah. Maybe is, is kind of an odd way to say it, but there is something sacred about somebody letting you into that part of their life when they're being honest and open about it. Maybe, you know, not necessarily from those people who were being a little too overdramatic about things and making mountains out of mohos, but, you know, I think it is an interesting idea. I, I mean, I realize that, you know, um, over training and all that stuff, people have a lot of built up trauma and sometimes it leads to these situations and sometimes it doesn't, but that trauma is still there. And so they don't have anybody to talk to. And a lot of people don't do therapy 
and stuff like that. So, you know, being a police officer, we have that hat as well. <laughs> so we're therapists. We're we're pretty much everything uh, when it comes to it. As one of my uh, recently retired officers used to say all the time, man, I'm a stinking social worker with a gun. It makes no sense to me. <laughs> and, you know, I'd always, I'd always laugh at that, especially coming from the probation and parole background that I come from. That was almost exceptionally true that, you know, it was, I'm a social worker with a set of handcuffs and pepper spray, but you know, there is something to that of all you're out there doing is, is waiting with people and walking with people through their problems. Yeah. And, you know, I think that is an interesting way to really, to really look at it. And even though you're only walking with somebody for maybe, you know, 20, 30 minutes, uh, in that moment, but it is an interesting way to approach it as you just give somebody that space. So, that's a really cool way to look at it. So, as you said, you know, trying to see people as Christ sees them really helps you approach every call. And I think I've found for me that can be easier said than done for sure. Definitely. But what are some of the ways that you try to remind yourself of that as you go from different calls to calls, especially... Maybe if you're just not really feeling it that day. Uh, it's kind of like I said earlier. Um, just we're seeing people at their worst moments. And we can't hold that to them. So it's, it's giving grace to me. It's, it's, I'm going to extend grace because I know you're having a tough time. I know this is not the best day of your life. So that's what we have to do is extend grace. And whether I'm feeling it or not, I still have to put a face on and still do my job, but also extend grace um, and treat them like they're somebody. That's a great point. Uh, kind of one other thing that, that's just occurred to me um, and we didn't talk about this in the lead up, but if you're willing to touch on it, awesome. If not, I get it. Um, you and I both know some officers who are probably pretty strong Christians and some who are decidedly not. And so, and we've also seen those officers that can take a calm situation and turn it into World War Three at the drop of a hat. Yep. How do you find yourself trying to show Christ to them and, and, you know, model that idea of treating everybody the same, treating everybody with, with grace and with mercy. Do you find that difficult to do when dealing with those other kinds of officers? Um, you know, or, or are there ways that you really work at trying to show them Christ in those moments? Um, I think it starts with how I carry myself. Um, I get asked a lot. Like I've, I've been doing this for a year. Um, and everybody asks me, did you come from, you know, another place or like, are you a lateral or something like mm -hmm. that? I'm just like, uh, no, uh, 
just started this. Like this, so I carry myself differently, and I think that's very important because I'm not doing what they're doing, and that means they see something different. And the people I interact with on calls, they see something different as well. Like I'm not high strung like this other officer over here. Like, hey, calmly talk to me. Like, and I've gotten everybody talks to me about it, and it's just like, well, I mean, that's just how I carry myself. I'm I'm laid back. I'm gonna be chill, but also, you're not gonna see me raise my voice or you know just start cussing at anybody for no reason, mm-hmm. just because they're not listening to me. No. I'm just going to say it sternly. Yep. And so it's, I think it's all in how I carry myself. So you can see that I interact differently with people. You can see that I just carry myself. Um, I, I don't want to say in a godly way, but, you know, in a, in a way that promotes, you know, peace. Well, I mean, you know, the, the Apostle Paul said, imitate me as I imitate Christ. So, you know, I, I hope that you are carrying yourself in a godly way on, on these calls and, and, you know, around the office and so forth. Um, so keep doing what you're doing. Cause it sounds like if people are, are noticing that you, you know, have the, have the poise of someone that's been there before and, in a lot of ways, maybe you haven't. It sounds like you're probably doing something right. So, yeah. you know, I, I pray that you can continue doing that. Um, Marcus, thanks for coming on and uh, just having a brief conversation with me. I appreciate that. Um, continue doing what you're doing, man. Just want to encourage you to keep walking forward in strength and, uh, really trying to be the hands and feet of Jesus out there on the street. I appreciate it, Mike. Um, it's just, it's all about being the difference. (laughs) Um, and that's, that's just how I'd like to carry it. Well, keep walking in strength, my friend. Thanks for coming on the show. S7. S7. Uh, 10-7.